Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, I welcome back my friend and nutritionist, Kitty Braswell. This is actually the first time someone has been back on the show, so that's really exciting, along with Dr. Nichelle Grulet. And both of them focus on pregnancy and postpartum. This is such an important conversation because I know when I was pregnant, I did not at all consider the postpartum phase of having a baby, which is so important. I don't think we talk about it enough. And so I think you're really going to love their holistic approach to postpartum. We are going to talk about what even is the fourth trimester, why do we need to support moms in postpartum? We're going to share some of our postpartum experiences, some gaps that are missing. And we're also going to talk about an amazing course that Katie and Nichelle put together. So you're going to absolutely need this course. It's called the holistic approach to preparing for postpartum. If you are pregnant or you have a friend who is pregnant, this would be the most amazing gift to yourself or to that person. I really think that we need to be talking about movement, intimacy, nutrition, all of these things that they offer in this course. So if you're interested in getting this course, be sure to go to allofyouwhole.com forward slash postpartum. That is where you can get access to this course and you can use the code all of you whole to save. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the show, Nichelle and Katie. We are so excited to talk about postpartum support. First of all, could you both just take a second and introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about you and the amazing work that you do. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us, Caroline. This is Katie and I'll start. So my background, so I'm a holistic nutritionist and I work predominantly with women, everything from preconception, prenatal and the postpartum period and really beyond because the postpartum period sets us up for success the rest of our lives. So I work closely with women and men on a one-on-one basis. I also have some group coaching sessions and then Nichelle and I actually created this brainchild behind the backgrounds of both of our individual businesses and kind of our passions. So that's kind of my personal background. I'll let Nichelle share hers as well. So I am Dr. Nichelle Grillet. I'm a chiropractor, personal trainer, prized role is mom of three and pregnant with my fourth right now. Um, And I'm all in the prenatal, postpartum and pediatric space. And the way I'm different as a chiropractor is I do a ton of rehab and fitness components with my patients. So people have seen a chiropractor, they're going to be exposed to so many different types of chiropractors and mine's Mm going to pull in a lot of physical therapy. And that's going to be from the prenatal patient or even preconception, what they can be doing to prepare their body for the whole process of pregnancy, as we all know, is a quite the process. And then postpartum, mm-hmm. I really navigate that return to fitness or just return to movement. How do we rebuild our body mm-hmm. after it's gone through so many shifts? And then with pediatrics, I involve rehab, whether it's rebuilding oral function, if they've had issues and they're not breastfeeding, things like that. 
to how do we get them to roll and crawl and mm. all the things appropriately mm-hmm. in the timeline we want it and in the patterns that we want. So it's a little bit different than a lot of other chiropractors. And yeah. so that's a huge basis. And that's where my personal training has really come into play is right. it, it pulls a lot of that. And then I did become a birth doula a while back, but with how motherhood is, I just couldn't sustain it along with a business. <laughs> right. um, so I got to see the beauty of birth like live multiple times and see yeah. what the body goes through, but it's it's not something that was sustainable for me. And then I yeah, said, you're always online. on call. Always, always available. To cancel a whole day of patients, I realized is really right. daunting. Yes, um, totally. I, I really pulled in a lot of my knowledge into doing online courses to make life a little bit more sustainable for me. So I teach ones for chiropractors on prenatal, postnatal and pediatrics. And then now mm-hmm. Katie and I are doing more layman version stuff for starting off with the postpartum period. So uh, uh. really getting into more of the online space. Yeah. Well, Nichelle, I love that so much. So you probably don't know this. My husband's actually a physical medicine and rehab doctor. So he does oh. <laughs> rehab in hospital. And I love that you bring in like the PT aspect and the movement aspect to chiropractic care, because I have been to chiropractors who they just crack your back and then want you to come back the next week to do the same thing. And it's like, if yep. you're not, if we're not training our muscles to keep those, keep your body in alignment, then what are we even doing? So I love that. And I can see how beneficial that would be. Yes. Well, preach it. I agree. You got to train the movements and teach people on their own what they can do because while it's valuable Mm -hmm. to go in to see a provider, there's so much value to that. Like you want to teach somebody how to fish, right? So that's where my husband and I practice that style. Oh, that's so amazing. Okay. So there's a lot that goes into having a baby, right? You're trying to conceive for potentially a long time. You're Mm -hmm. pregnant for, in my case, seven to 10 months. (laughs) It's a long process. And unfortunately, like I found having children so, so, so young and unintentionally, people don't talk about it, right? Like we don't Mm -hmm. have all of these conversations from preconception all the way to after the baby is born. And I think that a lot of it is not wanting to traumatize someone like the people Mm -hmm. who do talk to you. They're like, let me tell you this. And you're like, okay, (laughs) now I'm terrified to have this baby. So I want to know you guys are really focusing on the fourth trimester and Mm -hmm. postpartum support. So can you tell me, Katie, what's the fourth trimester? Yeah. So the fourth trimester, I mean, you pretty much encompassed a lot of that, Caroline, is that's the point of after having the baby. So obviously during pregnancy, we talk about the first trimester, second, and third. Those are the three largest in the clinical setting. And there have been some really great resources written on the fourth trimester. There's a book per se that I think is has gained some traction. So I know like that was something like my birth doula gave me and friends had gifted me. It was like the fourth trimester, you know, this book that kind of prepares you and your partner. And I remember my good friend was like, make sure Carson reads this. You know, your husband needs to read it like (laughs) line by line. And I think it's great that we have those resources, but unfortunately there isn't a lot of just general information out there. And obviously there are postpartum doulas, there's postpartum support, but those can be costly. So not everyone has the ability Mm -hmm. just to have XYZ be able to hire this service to come and cook for them and make sure they're sleeping and, you know, all the things. So the fourth trimester is really just encompassing that period after baby's born. And 
I get a lot of questions as a nutritionist. They're like, so when does postpartum end? When can I like stop right. calling myself postpartum? I'm like, you know what? It's as long as you want. I know that like <laughs> some people get into it and we'll talk and they're still three years postpartum and still dealing oh, when, with it. Oh, I claimed it. So I'd be like, I'm, you know, I'm still postpartum. My son's five, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so many women are dealing with thyroid imbalances and Hashimoto's and adrenal fatigue and and all these things that really stem from that postpartum period. So I think that's what really called us to really focus on the fourth trimester predominantly and say, okay, where can we make these adjustments and really help women, you know, and maybe not to say that we're like targeting any specific clientele or target mark market, but those women that maybe haven't seen a lot of resources available, or maybe don't have right. a birth doula or a postpartum doula to support them as well. And this is just a really beautiful resource that combines all of those things for that fourth trimester timeframe. Yeah, totally. No, that's so good. And I feel like, especially with my first, I didn't even really think about like when the baby comes for myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I thought about like the baby's going to come and I need diapers and I need to, <laughs> do you know, I, I was thinking about the baby and like the baby's mm -hmm. development, but I had no idea, like literally none about right. the healing that happens for the mom. And especially right. Katie, I mean, you're going to die, but like I was vegetarian with <laughs> in college and <laughs> when I was pregnant with Ella and like, you know, when I worked with yeah. you, Katie, you're like, I need you eating 120 grams of protein a day. I probably had right. 120 grams of protein my whole pregnancy. Right. And so it's like <laughs> things like that, that, that people uh -huh. don't. Even people who like yeah. I was or are trying to do their best. It's like, right. there's just so such a lack of information. So I'm really excited about that. So, so why is there such a need to support moms? And we've touched on this a bit, but I want to know more, Nichelle, like, why is there a need to support moms in this transition into postpartum? Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about the fourth trimester, but we didn't talk about is the word matriescence, which mm -hmm. it sounds like which word adolescence, which is this transition from childhood into adulthood. But mm -hmm. matriescence happens if you biologically have a baby as the mother and that you transition into motherhood and you have these changes in your brain chemistry that will mm -hmm. forever be changed. We can predict on MRI with hundred percent accuracy if a mother has biologically had a baby or not. And we have physical changes that will just always be there. I mean, we may not want to admit that our breasts will change. Whether you breastfeed or not, they will always, they'll just be a little different. Your <laughs> hips might be, be a little bit different. Your, right. your, your size of your feet might be a little bit different. So physical changes, and then you have hormonal changes. And so once you transition, you can't go back just like with adolescence. It's like, once mm -hmm. you become an adult, that's just how your body is now and mentally and everything. So same thing with motherhood. And so that's a lot that's changing for us, but in postpartum, what people don't really think about before we hit it is how many things change for us. So we change in everything. Our career might change. Our bodies change. Our relationships change. We, I always joke that I became no longer selfish. Like I'll share my sandwich now. Like, right. just like, you, you have so many changes and it leads you to being really vulnerable, not mm -hmm. just because of those changes, but because you have so many things going on with your hormones. So there's so many different mood issues that could be happening for us. And that's not just hormonal, but it can be your circumstances, your environment, your relationship. You have these physical changes where you might be in a lot of pain possibly, mm. or just uncomfortable, maybe from a hemorrhoid that just won't go away. And it's just super irritating, or you aren't getting back to the fitness that you wanted to be in back into by six mm -hmm. months because you're still peeing your pants. And it's things that people don't tell you about. You might hear like, Oh, your mom, you're going to pee your pants, which 
you know, we'll dress in our course. You, you shouldn't be peeing your, peeing your pants, but it can happen. You can have urinary incontinence, but then these things aren't talked about. So like you mm-hmm. said, we don't want to scare people, but because we're not wanting to scare people, we actually do the opposite. And we create right. this, like they kind of afterwards have this lack of confidence and they're not empowered. And so by being so like, oh, we don't want to worry you that like, oh, this, 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 and this is going to happen. We right. actually are being detrimental to the women right. in our society because now everything we're blindsided by. So why we need support is because it's a vulnerable time. And there's a lot of things that are happening for us and a lot of transitions. Yeah. And also too, like, especially people, you guys both come from such a holistic mindset that you get a lot of unsolicited advice when you're pregnant. Like the random stranger that just like rubs your belly. You're like, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. who are you? You know, like there's just, there's just, it's just such a funny time and people will just give you advice. But you know, if you want a holistic perspective, maybe you don't have people in your lives. Like maybe your mom clearly had babies because you're her child, but (laughs) maybe she 35 years ago didn't do it the same way that you want to now. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that having that holistic perspective is really helpful. So Katie, I would love to hear about your postpartum experience. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think I probably come from the other side of the coin, you know, where you're kind of overprepared and ready. And, you know, Nichelle was my personal prenatal chiropractor. So knowing kind of where that lines up (laughs) and I had a midwife and a doula, we had all the things and we were definitely ready, but I really think even with everything that we, we put a lot into birth. And I think that um, you both know my mom. She's a nutritionist as well and a homeopath. And so she was really prepared and made meals and we did a lot of meal prepping. And so we kind of had like that end secured. And I would say like from a metabolic standpoint, from my mineral retention, I felt good, you know, for the most part, but I actually, so I had a third degree tear that I wasn't really prepared for. And so yeah. I was like, whoa, that really took me a while to recover from. And right. Michelle was really, you know, critical in my healing And that's the cool thing of being aligned with providers and having a course like this is you kind of know what to look out for, like who to seek out, who's going to really support you and get you back to a point of healing. So it was definitely kind of rocky, I would say from that point of really not, I felt really good. I never had any postpartum depression or anxiety Mm. or, so I think from a, you know, if you looked at me probably from like a clinical perspective, my nutrition was right. Um, But then just healing, you know, finding, you know, fortunately the tear healed great, but I had to lean into pelvic floor PTs, chiros. I did a lot of mm-hmm. acupuncture and then breastfeeding was challenging because my little one had a tongue tie. So mm. Coulter, it took him a while to kind of work through that, which Michelle helped with as well. So, so really, you know, it's amazing what you can see when you have a lot of great support. Right. But I do think in hindsight, we prepared a lot more for birth. And I think that's probably I think pretty everybody standard. does. Yeah. I think everybody does. And I remember even yep. between my two babies, like, mm-hmm. so Ella was born at, at 30 weeks. So I like sneezed her out in three hours. I mean, it yeah. sucked. It sucked. Like labor is never easy, but right. it was, you know, it was quick because she was three pounds. And I didn't even know about tears. I didn't know about anything. I was 23 and I was riding my bike the next day to go visit her in the NICU, the block over. And like, I didn't even realize like, that's oh bizarre gosh. that yeah. you just birthed a baby and you're right. I was just like, this makes sense as a form of transportation. Right. And then with Owen, I think I had a first or second degree tear. And I mean, I remember like, I think my husband's hilarious and he would make me laugh. And if I laughed and I clinched everything, it would hurt. And I would be like, ha, 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 like trying to laugh without like clinching everything in my body. I'm like, you can't be funny. 
journey for like a solid month while I heal. <laughs> like that is part of the rules for healing. But like those are things you sometimes right. you don't know about, you're not prepared for, maybe mm-hmm. you're not equipped with the knowledge of like how to heal those things. Yeah, I totally, totally understand. And also too, like both of you are pregnant, every single birth, every single pregnancy is just so different, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, so different, even with one mom, right? Like both of my mm-hmm. kids' births were just so different. So Nichelle, I want to know what gaps do you think are missing when it comes to postpartum support? All of them. (laughs) I mean, support in and of itself. Um, Mm. So we used to have villages, right? Like, I mean, not a hundred years ago, but a little bit more than that, like 150, 200 years ago. And there are still areas that have that village mentality. And I know that, you know, you hear that as like a term, like our village, the village, but really it's not how like a village was where it's like, the woman has a baby. We celebrate her during pregnancy. We have these beautiful ceremonies, postpartum, you just stay in bed for right. the love of all things, we're going to bind you up, whether people agree with that or not. We might right. put heat under, like some people were like over a fire and people are bringing them food, taking care of the baby. And what was more important than all that even is that we observe things. We observed other people having babies. We observed breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. We observed how they soothe their babies because we were in it all together. And so we don't have that now. And it's really hard. Like we're not really realistically probably going to bring that back in its entirety. It's just, we're in modern times. We're in a different society and that's a okay, but how can we adapt to that? And so that's like where Katie and I are on a mission is like, how can we adapt to like, give that, that wisdom in like modern times, if you will. And so the gaps that we have is that we don't teach people about, like you just mentioned, you're on your bike the next day. We don't really talk about the importance of rest, which I talk about with every single patient in their prenatal visit. What's your plan for postpartum? How long are you going to rest? And then I, you know, proceed to lecture them in a kind, loving way about why we want that rest. Like, what is that rest for? (laughs) Ultimately, how do we heal our perineum if we tear? How do we heal from a cesarean? Because Mm -hmm. those are things that we need to know. Because if you don't know to rest, I was at day three postpartum being like, I'm such a badass. I am like walking my baby, baby wearing, and I had a great three tear as well, just like Katie. And so no one told me like, just chill the F out, Michelle. Like no right. one says that. Like don't no one say, says that. Just chill. And so I tell people, I'm like, learn from my mistakes. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't be that su- the superhero is actually the woman who can just lean in right. and truly rest. And so we don't know what to do with movement, how to return to it. People are scared of diastasis recti, which I work on. And so what happens is I'll get women in at six months who've done nothing, which does not help with healing at all to do nothing. And then I have the opposite where some women are going skiing at two weeks and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, that's a little much. And so we don't know what to do with movement. No one talks about the return to sex other than getting on birth control and hey, have a glass of wine and relax. We aren't teaching moms how to regulate their nervous system when we're in Mm -hmm. like the chaotic mode. We're not teaching women about the normalcy of we, a lot of people know about the depression part, but not the anxiety or postpartum rage some women can have. And so- Mm -hmm teaching that information and just sometimes it's just knowledge like it doesn't mean you have to give them all the answers at once but just awareness of like hey this is happening here's where you can get support is where right. we, we need to really navigate that um and then also like teaching normalcy of asking for help so mm-hmm. you know part of support is being like i'm going to be asking for help and you know or if someone says let me help you is also accepting it and making that the normalcy like making that right norm. and i remember just being like no i've got Got this. And then by the third kid, I was like, Oh, you want to help me? Oh, that sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. and so a lot of it with like the gaps is it really isn't all avenues. It's with nutrition. People don't know what to eat. They don't know how to move. They don't know what return to sex looks like. They, there's just all the avenues. And so it's yeah. 
it's us all together as women who've navigated it once we've, because it's every single patient of mine after their first kid, they want to do the second round differently. They know oh, that yeah. it's not all about oh, birth. Yeah. They know they want to prepare for birth in a different way, totally. but they know how to support themselves. They know like to get a therapist. They know the post, the pelvic floor PT. And so it's, it's that second time around. So like our goal is to be like, as women, we can make the change for other women. We just have to start talking about it. We have to start mm-hmm. birth and postpartum faux pas and just, just talk about it. And so the first step for that is going to be education and that's going to be empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all of the same mindset where I always think, how did our ancestors do things? Right. And so talking about the village, it's like, it's also part of it is who is your support structure? And are they aware of these things, right? Like if you Mm -hmm. don't know, it's going to take more than three days to heal a third degree tear. Your spouse also doesn't know. Like, how can we set expectations for what these weeks and even months after having a baby are going to look like for mom, for dad, for spouse? And I think that's really critical, too. And and also, like, uh, my mom came in town for, I want to say, 10 days both babies. And that is so critically helpful. Who, who Mm -hmm. can come give you advice, even like wake up in the middle of the night and feed your baby if you've been pumping stuff like that. But we absolutely need support. We cannot just have a baby and do it all by ourselves. I just don't even think it's possible. And the rest (laughs) piece, I didn't realize how much you need to rest either. And I remember after Owen, I had a pretty significant tear, wasn't feeling my best. And someone told me there are Mexican cultures where they will tie mom's knees together. And so (laughs) as a reminder of like, you can't get out of bed, right? Like Mm -hmm. stay there. You can't get out of bed. And I think it's so great because I remember like, especially that transition of going from one, like one baby. I mean, like you can like sit there, nurse the baby, put them in the little bassinet and like (laughs) just sit there and watch Netflix. Right. But with the second baby, you've got your first one. That's however old, probably a toddler. And then you've got the next one. And then that becomes a harder transition. And I remember I was like at the zoo, right. Just like walking around and I was still not fully healed. And we got back and I was like, red flags. That was not okay for me. Like it was like 150 in Atlanta, you know? And it's like, that was way too much. You have these Mm -hmm. moments where you're like, I did way too much. And I need to, sometimes life makes it happen for you where you realize, okay, that was, that was not maybe what I need to do. So, so Katie, I want to know, you know, we've talked about all these things that are kind of missing in this conversation, but I want to know, like, how did we get here? Why do you feel like there is all this lack of information and all of these gaps? You know, it's interesting because my mom and I were just talking about this over the weekend, you know, why, because we we're talking about the course and she was filming her session on homeopathy. And it's interesting because I think that they're like, I think if we look back and say like, okay, the traditional time period of looking at to Nichelle's point and Caroline, what you're talking about, our primal self, like our ancestral being and how we focused on birth and how we really cared for the mother at some point that kind of faded. And I think we got to a point where maybe it was like the baby boomers, not to blame them on everything. But, you know, I think at one point there was something that happened 
that I think we kind of lost touch with it. Like my mom said, she was like, I, I didn't nurse any. And my mom is probably like the most like hippie woo woo person I've ever met. And she was like, there just weren't resources. So, you know, we just like, there was La Leche, but there was never any mention of like a postpartum doula or like a, you know, a lactation because only comes to your house. Like I remember she thought that was so novel when we had that, you know, culture. So did she breastfeed you and your brother? No. Oh, wow. I think she says she tried like a month. And I, I think right. that upon further review, I think that that's probably a genetic. I, I think we have a lower milk supply, but you know, have the, we, I think we have some, and this is not to go down a whole other tangent, but it's the yeah. point of our whole genetic being of, I think right. you know, sometimes what your mom struggled with, you may too. Of course. And that's the importance of preconception health. But with that, you know, I think she had a lower milk supply and never knew what to do with it. Whereas like, right. I had the same thing, but had so many great resources. So I think there was a period of time, in my opinion, where we kind of lost a little bit of touch with the birthing process and mm. that fourth trimester and the importance, like my dad was, I mean, my dad wasn't home at all after we were born. I mean, he same. went to the hospital and then went back to work the next day. There was no oh, support. For sure. Right. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where it started. And then now I think we're making up for that. You know, there's a lot of great resources Mm -hmm. coming on the scene, a lot of great providers and practitioners, but at the same point, you know, it's like, I think a lot of us are getting a lot of that good information, but there's still a huge lack, you know, and, and certain, I think in certain areas of the country, like, you know, Boulder has a fantastic scene as far as birth practitioners, you know, and in the Southeast, I have to say so far, you know, there's great providers and practitioners here, but I think there's a lack around education, maybe mm-hmm. more say, you know, than, than I saw in Boulder. So it's interesting. I think there's a couple of different things and it does stem too from the OBs and midwives. You know, I think we need more education coming to them. So that's why this course will be a great resource as well. Yeah, no, I think that's so great. And there was this point mm-hmm. kind of around our parents' generation where we, I feel like we went through this phase and I hope we're getting out of it of like, well, we know better than nature, right? Like we right. like we're gonna make this weird oil out of this weird flower that no one's heard of. Canola oil, right? It's great. And so, you know, I feel like with that, there I remember mm-hmm. my mom saying that even like all of the healthcare professionals were like, oh, well, we like created this thing called formula and it's so much better. Right. And so there was like even this encouragement to go away from breastfeeding, not even try it. And I just think that's so interesting. And so I feel like this whole Mm -hmm. movement of like back to the basics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Back to what our grandparents and great grandparents did. I even saw this on Instagram recently, an ad that was like from the government that said, this is what pregnant mothers should be eating. And it was basically Mm -hmm. raw dairy, organ meats, meats, fruits and vegetables. And it's like crazy that that's what was being taught 60 years ago. And I feel like we're kind of coming back to that. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I feel like we do need the education piece. So I would love to talk about your course a little bit that you guys created together. What is it going to look like? I feel like it's going to be the answer to all of of these things we've been talking about, but (laughs) what's it going to look like? Who is it for? And what kind of content will be covered? All right, well, I'll dive in starting talking about it. So the whole platform is called The Wild Mama. And so we're starting off with 
our first course for postpartum called the holistic approach to preparing for postpartum, but we will be continue to have add-ons that are things like how to return to run or nutrition mm. for postpartum depression and things like that. And a plethora of other ones, but what the holistic approach to preparing for postpartum is exactly that is like, we want to prepare people for postpartum, which, you know, we take birth, almost everybody takes a birth class. It's usually required by most hospitals. I'm sure there's ones across the country. I don't know about that don't require it, but it's usually required. So people are preparing for birth. They have some awareness even though that'll blindside you as well. But we want people to now start preparing for postpartum. And so with that, within our course, we try to address like all of the components that people need. So I'm speaking on the movement approach. So what movements can you start out with? When can you start those? Why do you want to rest? Things like that. And then I start getting into like the return to impact movements that people are into fitness. We also talk about sex and intimacy because that's something that I feel like is completely ignored all across mm-hmm. the board. Like I mentioned earlier, we're talking about, you know, getting on birth control, which I think we probably all have between us have opinions about birth control, yeah. but like what contraceptive are you going to use? Which it's like assuming that you're going to get right back to sex. Anyways, oh, when they ask kind of you like- in the hospital <laughs> and you're like, I am not, I'm never doing that again. You know, like by the time you have a baby, you're like, it's, we're quitting. Like, you know, like I am not ready to stick anything anywhere. You know, that's how you feel after you just had a baby. And they're like, what birth control are you going to use? They're treating you like you're almost like a dog, like at a shelter where it's kind of like, oh, we better get you spayed and neutered because we don't want any more children. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, like, got it. And we should, you know, I mean, we we, we should talk about that. So people aren't getting pregnant at six weeks. If they, the cycle does happen to unfortunately return then. But it's, it's, there's so much like then that's it that's all we talk about is birth control and maybe mm-hmm. like just relax and like it might hurt a little bit there's no mention of pelvic floor pt there's no mention of how to communicate with your partner right. there's no mention of intimacy versus sex and yeah all the reasons why you may not want to have sex there's no mention of like most people don't return mm-hmm. to sex at six weeks there right. are some who do sure. a majority are like a few weeks after or a few months after, and then it's going to vary across the board based off mm-hmm. of circumstances. So that's the sex and intimacy part. We have mood support and guidance, which is going to talk about mm. just like the preparation you can do to prepare for what mood shifts you might have. And then awareness of which ones exist and what you can do for those and how to recover from them. Because most people don't think it's going to happen to them. And it does blindside a lot of people because they mm-hmm. never had depression before. And then suddenly they do. Nutrition, which Katie's speaking on, which is clearly very mm-hmm. important because through pregnancy into breastfeeding, if that's somebody's journey, there's so much nutrient depletion in this time in our life that absolutely needs to be addressed. And so many women are just like snacking off of their toddler's plate if they have a toddler right. already. If it's their first kid, like if they're home alone, they maybe grab like a little snack plate. They're not making this big nutrient dense plate, but if they're aware of it, they might be able to have their partner go out and get those things to make sure that they are eating that way but they just aren't Mm -hmm. aware of it. Then we also dive into herbs, like how to use herbs Mm. for healing, Mm -hmm. for mood support. I mean, all the things we've talked about, homeopathy, same thing, how to use them for all the various things, for wound care, for fatigue, for all of the the things that we can face, all the many symptoms. And let's see, we also have a midwife who's coming on and giving us all the the answers to frequently asked questions. And my favorite one is because I get it all the time is, can you take a bath postpartum? And like, so people are like, no, I can't take a bath. I'm like, you didn't have a belly birth. You didn't have a cesarean. Like you can absolutely, I took a bath an hour after I had my baby. Oh man. You can take a bath. (laughs) And with Owen, like Owen, I mean, Owen was a whole situation. I would have loved this course, but for like three months, he was so difficult and so fussy. And 
like I, in order to get him to stretch between like more than 30 minutes between feedings, I would just like get in the bath and I would just pour water on sweet little Owen. And he still loves, <laughs> we're both like mermaids at this point in mermen, you know, like we love the water and I, yeah, I love a bath after having a baby. It's so comforting. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing though, that we're, we're bringing up. So we have all those midwife, like the questions like how long should I expect to bleed? When was my period coming back? Right. Things that just like aren't really answered. And so then we're relying on our friends, which is great community. Like we should, right. um, we should talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we don't really like know. And so most people are just going on to Google, which is, can be a great resource, but can also be a really bad resource. And then we're <laughs> speaking on, we have a speaker who is a lactation consultant and IPCLC mm. speaking on just the initial intro into breastfeeding, what to expect, what to look for. And then the Mm -hmm. first few months of breastfeeding. So we're trying to encompass everything that we feel like is necessary across the board for postpartum women to know. And I'll let Katie talk a little bit more about like, when should somebody be taking this course and um, maybe fill in some of the details that I I might've missed. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, how soon should someone take this course? Yeah. You know, the way that Michelle and I've kind of framed it, and I think knowing what you know, the, the certain patients and clients that we work with and our experiences as well. I think ideally we'd like to have a a mama take this in the third trimester. Obviously that's not limited. I mean, someone could take it in the first trimester. Second, I have so many incredible moms that are so prepared and so ready that they want to do everything like in their first trimester. (laughs) Um, and the neat thing is this will be a resource that can continue to reference, you know, as time goes on, but ideally it'd be done in the third trimester, you know, probably in the early third trimester and then referenced again in the fourth trimester during that postpartum period. But again, we're not limited to that. So I know there's a lot of moms that have reached out that are already just had their babies and want to have the course and want to know when it's launching. And so I think it'll be great for all moms in kind of every phase. And I even have a couple of clients now that are looking to conceive and they're like, we want this because it's, I mean, I love that. Yeah. And a lot of the information we've shared, even in the course, and that's what I've told some clients is like the nutrition piece. Like this is very much like how I kind of subscribe to a lot of clients eating like for their life. It's not just like this one specific time frame. Yes. I know the herbal support, you know, that Liz, our, our herbalist kind of provided and the movements that Nichelle provided. I mean, a lot yeah. of it can be used outside of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so, so true. And Katie, I was, I just like love your niche, Katie, so much. And I love the Q and A's that you do on Instagram. And it just like cracks me up. I, I how often someone asks a question and you're like, okay, so organ meats and <laughs> let's talk about minerals. You know what I mean? It's like come uh-huh. to the same stuff over uh-huh. and over and over again. It is. And it's not only important. I was just talking to one of my health coaching clients about mm-hmm. we want this pill and we want to be fixed. And then mm-hmm. we want to go back to our like donut loving lives. And mm-hmm. what great information for not only is eating in a nutrient dense way, important for a baby while you're pregnant, important for postpartum, your mineral stores, your nutrition after birth, but for life. And so these really skills and information for people to keep healthy, whether it's thyroid health or like minerals and teaching them how they don't have to lose their hair after they have a baby and all of those things. I really just feel like it's going to be a helpful resource for life. So. It is. I think, I think that's going to be the good thing to build it off of that and help people have this foundation. And most people have families and grow their families, you know, beyond one or two kids. I think it's going to be a great resource for that. Yeah. And also too, I mean, the fact that you can reference the resource over and over, because I mean, I had a kid, 
I was pregnant 10 years ago and mm-hmm. eight years ago. And even now I had kids so young that my friends are now having kids and they're like, Caroline, what about this? And I'm like, I totally forgot. <laughs> like, I don't remember. And there were even things that changed like between babies or that I didn't remember between babies. And so like, honestly, right. if this were me, I would do it for the first baby and go back and reference it again for the second and just remind myself. Well, I feel like the thing, if I had to sum up why I love this so much, I think the reason I love this so much is because it's so mama focused, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we do get the information about the baby and mm-hmm. how to keep your baby alive, but we don't really get a lot of information on how you as a mom can really thrive in this fourth trimester season. So thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here. It was so much fun and I learned so much. Thanks for having us. So yeah, fun. Thank you, man. So great to be on here and get to share. And yeah, thank you very much. Connect. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. Katie and Nichelle, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Katie, for being on the show again. It is always such a pleasure to have you. Listeners, I hope you learned as much about that postpartum period as I did, even though I am not planning on having any more babies. It's just such an important conversation that we are preparing moms adequately before baby, for birth, and after birth during that fourth trimester. I hope you learned a lot. And I hope that this podcast episode got you excited to get the course, the holistic approach to preparing for postpartum. Again, just wanted to remind you, go to all of you whole forward slash postpartum to get that course. You are going to love it. It's a perfect gift for yourself or a friend and be sure to use the code all of you whole. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. 